fantastically good in our life. We will profit from the disappointments. But if we get into this mode, well, God, you, if, if you love me, you wouldn't let this happen. And yes, I am disappointed and I'm hurt. And um, Lord, why don't you do this and why don't you do that? That's not the issue. Because think about this. If you love somebody, you always want what's best for them. If you love someone, you will always try to provide what is best for them. Does God love us? Yes. Does he always want what's best for us? Always. Not sometimes, not most of the time, always he wants what's best. Does he provide his best for us? Always. Do we always experience the best? No. Why? Because we're not willing to surrender to what his best is, because here's what I want you to remember. God's choice of our best isn't always our choice. We think we have needs that God knows we don't have. We don't think we have needs that God knows we do have. And so oftentimes in our disappointments, because we lose, or because there's loss, or because there's separation, or because something happens out there that, that absolutely places us in a position of being so disappointed, we, we cry out, God, how could you love me and allow this? And all the time, God is loving us. Now, here's the problem. When I'm hurting and there's pain, and, and the pain is so intense, I mean, I, it's sometimes it's difficult to feel his love and the pain at the same time. That's when you have to go not by feeling, but by fact. The fact is, the truth is, God loves me just as much in my tears, in my hurt, in my crying, in my pain, in my, in my sense of emptiness at the moment. He loves me just as much now as when everything is going my way. You can't go by feeling. God's love for you, listen to this, cannot change. It absolutely cannot change because he is a loving God. It is his nature to love. And listen, if you want to know how much he loves you, look at the cross. What else could he do? A young man came up to me and said, you know, I'm just having a problem with my whole idea about being saved. I know that he saved me and and I, here's what I've done. And so we went through all that, and I know that he was saved. And so I, he said, I just don't know what else to do. So I asked him a question. What else could God do to persuade you that he has saved you other than sending his only begotten son to the cross to die in your behalf, take your sin, your debt in full on the cross, and pay your sin debt in full? What else could he do to save you besides that? He hesitated. Big smile broke out on his face. He said, nothing. Because the cross is the ultimate expression of love. And so now disappointments has nothing to do with whether he loves us or not. Well, let's move on to something else. For example, faith that God is in control will enable us to endure every single disappointment in life. Now here is a major key. Faith that God is in control. If God is not in control of your life, you are a victim. You're a victim of circumstances. If he's not in control of our lives, we're like people in a little one-man raft out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in a storm, and you know what? We don't know what's going to happen. If God is not in control of your life, you don't have any assurance of anything. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. No assurance of anything if God's not in control. Very important that you not remember this. When we face disappointments, one thing, listen, the bottom line, the foundational truth is God is in control of your life if you've trusted him as your personal savior. He's in control. He's exercising control. Once you settle that issue, 
you will be able to look beyond any disappointment in life and know that God's up to something good. When you surrender your conviction that God is in control, you give up the basis of your absolute peace and joy and contentment and faith in difficult times in life. And you're out there swimming on your own, and my friend, you'll be sorry. It just doesn't work that way. She knew. She said, even now, even now I know, no matter what I'm seeing, no matter what I hear, no matter what I see, even now I know that you're in control. Whatever you ask is going to happen. Well, let's move on. Something else I want you to notice, and that's this. That peace will prevail in the midst of our disappointments when we learn to wait upon the Lord. Does that mean no pain? No. Listen, you can have pain and sorrow and hurt and disappointment and be grieved in your spirit. But underlying that, there's this indescribable layer of peace that absolutely cannot be moved because of your simple faith and trust in God. I don't like it, God. I'm hurting. I'm disappointed. Lord, you know what's going on. And yet in spite of all that, I know that you're in control. And I know that you only want what's best for me. And I know you're only going to do what's best for me. Thanks for joining us on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. God has not forgotten you. Even though your situation may not change, you can grow in spiritual maturity as you acknowledge that God is always in control. He will meet your true needs in His way and in His time. To listen again, you'll find a link to Today on Radio on our website, intouch.org. And you can search our free online resources for help shifting your thinking away from disappointment and toward God. Open the bookstore page if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, Looking Beyond Our Disappointments. Again, log on to intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Have you ever been afraid to share your testimony? Find help gaining confidence just ahead in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Do you take sermon notes on the back of your bulletin, jot scripture references on the offering envelope? Start keeping things in one place, one organized place, with the InTouch Note Takers Journal. This leather soft journal contains 150 pages for taking notes and includes Dr. Stanley's 30 life principles. Find everything in one convenient place with the InTouch Note Takers Journal. Call toll free 1 800 InTouch or visit intouch.org. The Christian life is an exciting journey with great joys and challenges. We don't always know the right questions to ask or the best way to approach Scripture in search of answers. Dr. Stanley's Handbook for Christian Living is an easy-to-use help system that will bring Scripture to life so you can see God moving powerfully in your life. To order, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or go to intouch.org slash store. You're listening to In Touch. Christians are to share the truth with those who don't know Christ. So what keeps us so quiet? Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. 
I think we're intimidated by people. I think there is fear. Suppose I make a mistake or suppose somebody thinks that I'm trying to be pious and holy. The truth is you have Christ in you. You are a holy person in God's eyes. And I think we lose our effectiveness because of our attitude about ourselves. When we ought to be thinking, God, here's a wonderful opportunity you've given me to share my faith and to express who you are and the wonderful joy and peace and happiness I have in my life. They know I'm going through this difficulty, but they also see that I'm confident that you're going to see me through it. The reason is because of something we think about ourselves. And rather than keeping our eyes upon him and asking God, what would you have me to do? And how do you want me to express this? It's all self. And that's our biggest enemy. Because the truth is, if you read the New Testament, it's all about sharing our faith. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creation. And all the testimonies and all the witnesses and all the things that Jesus did to express all that he was, he's left us here to do the very same thing. You'll find help with living the Christian life at intouch.org. And if you have a story about what you've learned through this program, please share it with us. Tomorrow on In Touch, do you have trouble finding time for God? Wednesday, we'll hear a reminder of how important it is to get alone with the Lord often. I hope you'll join us then for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. In 2023, the Biden administration doubled down on its commitment to radical gender ideology. Federal agencies proposed a slew of regulations pushing the Biden administration's extreme pro-LGBT agenda in education, employment, and health care at the expense of children's interests and women's rights. That's a quote about an agenda that Rachel Morrison suggests in a recent article over at The Federalist will be back in 2024. She then identified five priorities that we should expect to see from the Biden administration this year. For example, plans are already in the works within the Department of Education to continue to impose gender ideology on school sports. Women and girls could be forced to compete with and against men and boys who identify as female. This will inevitably lead to a reduction in opportunities for females and competing for championships and vying for college scholarships. It also leaves females vulnerable to injury and to violations of their privacy. Also, Morrison predicts we should expect the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to expand a policy that effectively erases women from one of the most distinctively womanly things imaginable, the Pregnant Workers' Fairness Act. In addition to avoiding using the term woman to describe those who get pregnant, the EEOC, quote, went so far as to use the plural pronouns they and their multiple times when referring to a singular employee who was pregnant, had a cesarean section, or experienced childbirth, end quote. And two other initiatives will hit closer to home for more people. First, the federal government will likely continue its attempts to ban non-affirming potential parents from adoption and from fostering, even calling such parents abusive. And second, the EEOC, the Department of Health and Human Services, and the State Department have all joined forces to enforce compliance on using preferred pronouns and opening bathrooms to people of the opposite sex within their departments. These rules will also carry weight for businesses and schools who are eager to stay on the good side of federal power. Though this goes under the guise of things like gender equality and following the science, it takes the form of erasing and debasing women, denying women, especially school-age girls, opportunities, and compromising their safety and their privacy. 
this, all for the sake of an ideology that's as new and as fickle as teen fashion. Christians of all people should have the moral clarity to navigate such confusing ideas and strong-arm techniques. Today, the Colson Center is pleased to announce the launch of The Identity Project, the single most comprehensive library available of on-demand videos and resources that address the issues of identity, humanness, sexuality, male and female, available, all from a Judeo-Christian worldview. The Identity Project was produced in collaboration with pastors and psychologists, sociologists, doctors, parents, and experts from partner organizations like the Alliance Defending Freedom and the Heritage Foundation. The Identity Project features teaching videos of various links that can be used in virtually every teaching context, in homes and churches and schools and with friends. In addition to countering the cultural lies about sex and identity, there are videos here to resource parents and teachers and leaders to help students embrace their identity as male and female, to navigate the challenges like exposure to pornography, and to accept God's design for their bodies and for sexual morality, not to mention to help them deal with their friends who often think and live differently. To learn more, go to IdentityProject.tv. That's IdentityProject.tv. Breakpoint listeners can receive a special discount using the code BREAKPOINT at checkout. Again, that's IdentityProject.tv. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Dr. Timothy Paget. For more resources, visit us at Breakpoint.org. It seems to be instinctive in man to pray in times of trouble. That's often true even for people who say they don't believe in God. Billy Graham knew that sincere prayer can make a difference, both in individual lives and for a nation. And Christians have a great example. Christ commanded his followers to pray, both by the example he set in praying and in his teaching. If Jesus needed to pray, how much more we need to pray today. From one end of the Bible to the other, there are stories of those whose prayers have been answered. Men who turned the tide of history by prayer. I believe God could answer again today if we as a people got on our knees before Him. You can learn more about the power of prayer at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Once there, click where it says, Grow in Your Christian Faith. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.